Welcome to Lift Off with Energizing Results, the podcast that can help you become a better partner in your family and a self-propelled leader with inner certainty in your business. Now, here's your host, Ube Dakhorn. Welcome to Lift Off with Energizing Results. Let me start with an invitation for you before we dive in. This is a safe and neutral space here. The more open and honest you are with yourself in answering the questions that come up for you, the more effective this will be for you. Sound good? Okay, here we go. Today, I'm very excited to introduce you to Kim Adis. How are you doing, Kim? And where are you hanging out right now? <laughs> I am great, and I'm in Toronto, and I am definitely hanging out, taking it easy today. That's great. Fantastic. Kim Adis uh, is the founder of Frame of Mind Coaching and the journal that talks back. Entrepreneur, coach, and mom of five, Kim teaches her coaching process to leaders worldwide. I think your mission on how to uh, deliver intimate, intense, and powerful executive coaching to highly driven leaders, executives, and entrepreneurs is remarkable. So I'm very thankful I can talk to you today, Kim. Thank you so much for having me on your show. I'm excited to have this conversation with you, a veteran of the coaching yeah. industry. <laughs> no, you're the one. Well, we both are, right? <laughs> so to speak. So shall we get to it? Let's go. Okay, here we go. So first I'm interested in who's your ideal client and what's the biggest challenge they face? And please explain to us the journal that talks back to start with, because that's an expression I've been Okay, so before. those are two completely different questions. So okay. let's take one at a time. Who's Please. our ideal client? For the past 17 years, we've been coaching the highly driven population. So they're typically entrepreneurs, leaders, uh, senior executives in organizations, up and coming leaders, and they tend to have four things in common. Number one is that they have huge goals that they want to achieve. They've already achieved some, but they still have more to go. Number two is that they are good people who want to leave the world in a better place. It matters to them that they make a difference. Number three is they want all the good things in life. They want a, a beautiful home. They want to travel. They want to have great relationships. They want great abs, the whole thing, right? They want everything. And number four is that they tend to be people who feel like they aren't living up to their potential, like there's still more. And that feeling causes friction for them. That friction can feel, be felt internally or externally. So that is our client. Wonderful. So I, I love the, the, the word friction already. So it creates already, you know, the spark of interest. What's going on here? So exactly. please, please, please uh, explain or, uh, to us uh, the journal that talks back because it's, it's also an app as I understand. So, but please here. Okay. So let's go backwards to go forward. So again, for 17 years, we've been coaching leaders and executives. And one of the key elements of what we do when we coach leaders is we ask them to journal in a private and secure online journal with their coach. So I have a team of coaches in Canada and the US and every single time our clients journal, and we expect them to journal every single day, their coach reads and responds to their journal. So at the beginning of the week, they get a journaling question or a prompt, they journal, their coach receives it, and then they ask questions. They go deeper, they dig. They try to understand what's really going on. They try to understand the person's uh, perspective, their values, their beliefs, that kind of thing. And that allows the coach to really piece together who this person is and how they operate. So we've developed an in-house skill, again, for the past 17 years in how to 
coach. We also have phone calls, et cetera, but how to use journaling as a centerpiece of our coaching. So fast forward, it's now 2020, 21, and we start to notice that in the midst of COVID, a lot of young young people, young professionals, young adults are really, really struggling with their mental health. They're struggling with trying to figure out what their career path is, with their relationships, with being at home and not knowing how to get out of their house. And their parents, who are our clients, are saying, I'm worried about my daughter. I'm worried about my son. My daughter has a high level of anxiety. My son is sitting on the couch all day long playing video games and he's not going to work. And I don't know what to do. At the same time, the same clients are saying, we're really having a hard time recruiting and retention, the younger recruiting and retaining a younger workforce. How do we do that? We hire someone, we think everything's going well, and then they leave and we don't see it coming, right? So even one of my clients said, we were in a meeting, everything was going great. One of our young employees got up, went to the bathroom, never returned, right? So what we, we felt was that there's a hole in the market and the hole is to help a younger generation, young professional, young adult market address some of these critical issues through coaching. So maybe not therapy, but through coaching. So we developed this coaching service called the Journal That Talks Back, specifically for people between the ages of 18 and early 30s. And the idea is that they get assigned to a coach and uh, they can journal as much as they want with their coach. And their coach will read and respond to their journal within a 24-hour time period. So they can journal once a week, once a day, six times a day. It doesn't really matter. The coach will be there to respond to their journals. So it's a modern, accessible, affordable way of delivering coaching to a much younger generation. Wow, I'm super impressed by that. Uh, and thank you for explaining how, how this uh, works So and, and much needed, I guess, because there's really a gap in the market, as you mentioned, but also kind of like, you know, how how do we support our young professionals in that regard? I think that's the, the question. And from their perspective, what are common mistakes they make when trying to solve their, their problems they, they have? So, uh, you know, young professionals, I think, have um, a, a disadvantage, and that's a less experience. And so uh, what I see is that they get rattled easier, right? So something happens. They're extremely talented. They're, I think, more talented than we ever were, right? They, they come to the table really stacked with capability, intelligence, talent, all of that stuff. But when something goes slightly wrong, they're not really sure necessarily how to address it. And so what I see very often is they, they retreat and they take it hard and it, it throws them off their path so much so that they have to reconsider everything, but they don't necessarily have the ability to deal with conflict, with tension, with, um, you know, I think their sensitivity is a little bit higher And so what we see is that there's a huge gap. There's a disconnect between them and those people who they are reporting to. They don't understand each other. They don't know how to communicate. They don't know how to talk to one another. So young people don't know how to say, hey, you know, like this is what I need in order to succeed. And an older person doesn't know how to necessarily give direction, know to, you know, give feedback. They don't know how to provide some proper and adequate coaching to take this talent and really leverage it 
and create a situation where a young person wants to succeed within the organization, right? So you have this funny thing going on where the young person doesn't know how to approach their difficulties and the older person doesn't even know there's a difficulty on the table. Yeah, it's it's the obvious kind of thing. So speaking in, in different frequencies to each other and you never you never get aligned. That's so exactly correct. Different frequencies. And so I mean, in an ideal world, and we what we do is we help leaders acquire coaching skills. We teach leaders how to coach because we feel that amazing leaders have strong coaching skills. And so we provide that to our executive level clients. That's on one side. But on the other side, young people need to acquire the ability to communicate effectively and to talk through what's happening with them. And also to develop a little bit of emotional resilience to not totally tumble down when something wrong happens and to pick themselves up and move along. Wow, fascinating topic. So uh, thank you for covering this, Kim. This is fantastic. So before I ask Kim, what is one valuable free action that our audience can easily implement? Let me quickly say something to our audience here. So if you're enjoying the show so far, please rate and recommend us to someone you think could benefit from the show. Thank you in advance for spreading the word. So Kim, what is one valuable free action that our audience can implement that will help with that kind of issue? So um, I will give your audience, with your permission, a journaling exercise. How's that? Okay. So for those of you who are listening, grab a piece of paper and a pen and write this down. So I'm going to give you two questions. First question is, more than anything, what do you really, really want? Now, there are two reallys there on purpose because I want you to think about what you truly deeply want inside. Not what is wanted for you, not what you think you should want, not what someone else expects for you, but what do you truly deeply want on the inside? And then the second question is, so what's holding you back? What's stopping you from having what you really, really want right now? Write down all the reasons that you think that you cannot have and don't have what you really, really want. And what I will say to you is that is the beginning of a journey that will help you understand how your thinking and your beliefs and your perspectives might be interfering with your ability to really get what you want. And I'll I'll throw throw a challenge to your listeners. And the reason I can do this is because I know that most people will not take me up on it. Only those people who are seriously determined to succeed, send me your journal. How's that? Wonderful. Oh, I love that opportunity. Can I I give my email? Sure. Absolutely. Please. It's Kim at frameofmindcoaching.com. Wonderful. Thank you for sharing, Kim. And we will put, of course, uh, the link in the show description so folks can uh, take you up on on this uh, generous offer. And it's again, it's it's really about the, the frequency colliding, you know, just kind of like these two kind of questions internally in us uh, and, you know, colliding our belief system and, you know, the behaviors, patterns that we created out of it or about to create uh, for the younger generations. And uh, yeah, wonderful, wonderfully explained. So what is one valuable free resource uh, that you can direct people to that might help with that or also, also in a broader sense? Well, again, like, you know, I'm a big, huge fan of journaling. So pick up a journal and start journaling and do it every day. And you'll notice that when you start to write down your thoughts, you'll notice where your thoughts are pointing you. Are they pointing you towards what you want or what you don't want? And I know it sounds very, um, you know, simple, simple, easy, 
Of course, there's online journaling. Of course, there's a journal that talks back. Of course, there are all these things. But at the end of the day, like once you start to become aware of how your thinking is impacting your mood, your decisions, your uh, relationships, it's a game changer. So it's a simple resource, but start writing down your thoughts. Yeah, and you know, writing down your thoughts uh, is just to to uh, stay on that for a moment. It's it's really about uh, make it materialize it in a in a way and see it and see it happen because it's just in your mind between your ears. You know, uh, it just can go around and around and around. But at one point, it has to become a fact, or it's kind of be, have to become an experience, or you know, you create something, a creation of yours, and uh, therefore it's much more tangible. Would you agree? Well, I 100% agree. And so there's two sort of sides to this. When you put your thoughts down, what you want to do is you want to sift through it and say, which are, of these thoughts do I want to materialize, and which of these thoughts actually st- get in my way, right? Which of these thoughts? are slowing me down, are, are clashing with my desires. And so you want to sift through what you're writing down and start to lean towards the thoughts that bring you closer to what you want. So when you write down perhaps a vision of something you really, really want, it becomes more tangible. And I think that's what you're alluding to. But sometimes our thoughts are just, you know, they sabotage us. They, they really serve yeah. to undermine us. And we want to identify those and move those out of the way. Wonderfully put. So uh, take take this uh, beautiful insight from Kim and uh, make it happen. Uh, it's it kind of like feels almost like a, a little session for for our audience here. So thank you for sharing. Good. <laughs> so what's the one question I should have asked you that would be of great value to our audience? You know, I, I guess the question is, what is it that does get in people's way? And I would say to you that every single person has a set of beliefs. And unfortunately, most of those beliefs are unconscious. You're not even aware that you have them. And so when you start to become aware of the beliefs that you have, you understand why you're doing the things you're doing, why you're choosing what you're choosing, why you keep bumping into the same problems over and over again. And so this whole issue of beliefs is really central. So the question is, how do we become aware of our beliefs? And again, for me, you know, a huge shortcut to being conscious of your beliefs is by journaling and but rereading your journal and seeing what is it that I believe and are those beliefs aligned with my goals, my desires, my direction in life. And you'll often find that beliefs clash. They don't get along with your desires. And when that happens, it's important for us to identify those beliefs and really challenge them and say, are these beliefs ones that will take me where I want to go? And are they even true? Or am I wrapping my arms around them and truly they don't have a place in my life. So you want to look at your beliefs and challenge whether some of them may or may not be useful for you. I think it's it's for, you know, coming back to, to the beginning theme that we had, kind of like these different frequencies from the uh, older, more experienced uh, uh, leader and uh, the uh, the younger professional, you know, when, when they... C- you know, you know, come together. It's, it's, it, I think it's, it's a learning for both of them to, to have that experience and uh, realizing, oh, from the older perspective, like, so, okay, um, are the beliefs colliding here? What is going on here? What are my beliefs? 
in that regard? Have I just, uh, I'm just the, the uh, effect of my beliefs or the, you know, that created me of who I am right now? And uh, from the younger per person is like, so, okay, do I already have established my beliefs? I think these are two worlds that are coming uh, together and that create also the infrequencies uh, that you uh, described earlier. Yes, they create the infrequencies, but I'll take it a step further. So if I'm a young person and my boss gives me feedback, right, whatever that feedback is, what happens is I interpret that feedback. And that interpretation is a function of my beliefs. And sometimes that interpretation causes me great pain, right? So it's just feedback, but the way we interpret feedback will determine what we think, how we feel about ourselves, right? So boss gives feedback. We can say, oh my God, that was terrible. I suck. They think I'm useless. I don't know if I can come back to work tomorrow morning. I don't know if I could sh show my face. I'm embarrassed. I should have said this. I should have done it this way and on and on and on. And it's, it's that dialogue that's happening internally. That is a reflection of our beliefs. And that's where the clash exists, right? So boss simply gives beliefs. What we do with what we receive will determine whether we're at peace or not. Yeah, so it's being from the younger perspective, it's like uh, uh, being uh, unconsciously closer to your beliefs, and from the older perspective, it's um, consciously further away from from your beliefs. Exactly. Exactly. Gotcha. Yeah. Exactly. No wonder that it clashes, right? <laughs> no wonder. Yeah, and it's and it's a big it's a big problem, but there's a huge yeah. opportunity to make this better. Absolutely. You know, and uh, yeah, glad they have you, right? <laughs> They're doing this for this amazing work since uh, uh, more than 17 years. So Kim, this brings me, unfortunately, to my final and uh, personal question for you today is, uh, when was the last time you experienced goosebumps with your family and why? I experience goosebumps with my family regularly. Um, I have five kids. And so... When they come together, when we all come together and we sit around a table and it could be, you know, just having dinner together. And after dinner, we linger at the table, maybe play a game, maybe listen to some music, maybe have some drinks, whatever. My kids are a little older now. Um, I often, often experience goosebumps just looking at the table and seeing mm. everybody together, everybody there. That's my greatest joy. Beautiful Goosebumps moment. Oh, thank you for sharing uh, this wonderful Goosebumps moment, Kim. Also, thank you for our conversation. It was a pleasure talking to you and I appreciate very much the knowledge and insights you share with us today. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. I appreciate it and I appreciate you. Oh, thank you. It was my pleasure. Thank you for listening and as always, energizing results to you and your loved ones. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and recommend on Apple Podcast, Overcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also get more great information at uve.corn.com.